Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's a look at what we have coming into Tuesday. No action on Wall Street because of a holiday. So let's take a look at Europe for leads. And that's where we saw stocks and bonds retreating after the European Central Bank poured cold water expectations for rapid rate cuts, even as data from Germany underscored the challenging backdrop for economic growth and corporate profits. So the stock's Europe 600 index was down 0.5%, extending a pretty lackluster start to the year. Among the big drags came from consumer goods and retailers, and that's after data showing that Germany's economy contracted for the first time since the pandemic last year. So for more insights, to take a look at what's in store for markets for the coming days, we've got Chartered Market Technician Mark Newton, Managing Director and Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrat Global Advisors. Mark, thanks for joining us on the show today. I know it's a holiday, so thanks so much for spending some time with us. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you. All right, let's get things started with how things have been shaping out this year so far. If you look at where the S&P 500 has been going, it's been having a pretty good year, near record highs. In the past year or so, it's up around 20%. Year-to-date, it's up 0.9%. So a lot of questions now being asked about the um, sustainability of the momentum. Is this time to start asking if there might be a correction or even a consolidation happening? I think it is right to ask that. You know, the new year has gotten started with a little bit of a, uh, a New Year's hangover after the large rally we saw from last October through December of last year. So the S&P, the QQQ, the Russell 3000, they're all up right close to all-time highs from late 2021, early 2022. But, uh, you know, a lot of stocks have started to show some evidence of stalling out of late. And I think it's right to think that just for the combination of uh, the geopolitical risks and the degree of which breadth is starting to wane in the short term, uh, sentiment remains very, very high in terms of being bullish after this recent run-up. Uh, my own thinking is that we are due for consolidation, and that likely should take place uh, really between now and March. And the potential for May, I think, before a rally back to new highs begins. Yeah, so we've got the S&P 500 at around 4,783 near record highs. Where are the key levels we should be watching out for? Well, the prior all-time high uh, intra-week peak was 4,818. That's certainly very important. My thinking is if we get down under 4,600, then we can make a case that that a correction has begun. And that might take us to 4,350 to 4,400. Overall, I do not view the market as having a chance for a large decline, but I do think that if we have a 5 to 7% pullback, it would make perfect sense and would create a very good risk-reward for stocks uh, into the end of the first quarter. All right, Mark, we've also got the FOMC in action in March. Lots of discussions over when we will get a rate cut. Seems like March expectations are for perhaps things to get started. What are your expectations and how is that going to be priced into the markets? Yeah, it's a great question. I I think that the market has gotten a bit ahead of itself with regards to pricing in too many rate cuts, Um, you know, specifically given the geopolitical risks in the Red Sea and or the two major wars that are happening, uh, along with just lingering inflation. And, you know, a lot of those reasons, along with just the resilience in the U.S. economy, makes me think that it's probably we won't see that many cuts. And, 
you know, the market already has been sniffing out the possibility that we won't get as big of a cut in March. And those percentages have been coming down in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, look, I, I think in general, the economy remains resilient and, and you know, we're not seeing rapid uh, unemployment, you know, we are seeing the start to layoffs, but that certainly doesn't portend a weaker economy right now. Uh, you know, the data seems to be still pretty, pretty good in the U.S. Yeah. Talk about what's happening in the corporate world. You've been seeing tech layoffs. And of course, we've got the mm-hmm. first of the earnings report cards coming through from mm-hmm. the banks. A mm-hmm. bit of a mixed bag. For example, JP Morgan Chase had a, an annual record profit, but fourth quarter results fell short of expectations. Bank of America posted a decline in fourth quarter profit. And this all tied mm-hmm. into what happened last year where we had U.S. regional banks going through a bit of a, a tough time. So mm-hmm. what's your take on the financial space right now? I think it is proper to be a little bit more selective when looking at the financials, uh, simply because of the extent of this move up off last October's lows. Uh, I don't think the group is bullish for the year. I think that you have to really be careful about what you own. And so that means right now, you know, insurance stocks have been doing better. Uh, stocks like JP Morgan are far better than some of the other banks. Uh, the regional banking space is still very much mixed, but when you look at, at financial technology companies, things like Visa, MasterCard, uh, those are thriving. Those remain very, very good technically. So, you know, I, I think that there are other areas that make more sense, but in general, if you look at the fact that healthcare and financials came back as quickly as they did in the last couple months, that is very much a bullish theme for 2024. So I do think this year is going to be a lot easier for investors to make money. It will be a little bit more broad-based, but that's not to say it'll be a straight line. And if anything, you know, election year seasonality tends to show us that the first quarter normally is quite choppy and can be down. So if there's going to be a time for a pullback, it should happen in the first quarter, and that would make it a lot more of a a better risk-reward, I think, for investors. Right, so be more selective among the names you like, JP Morgan Chase and Visa. Mm -hmm. Okay, so looking at the Mm -hmm. consumer space, of course, a lot has been talked about how the labour market's been still tight. What do you see for consumers Mm -hmm. down the road, and how is this going to play out for some of the companies in terms of margins? Well, uh, you know, as a technical analyst, I I don't specifically look at margins, but I think that, you know, the consumer for now is still showing evidence of spending. We we don't see evidence of of defaults that are going too rampant, and I think that's a good sign. Credit card debt has been expanding, but yet uh, until we see unemployment really starting to move up meaningfully and housing really starting to decline, um, which in the U.S., you know, I could argue that with 3% mortgages, a lot of investors have been immune to these rate hikes because they have locked in at very low rates. And so people aren't selling their homes at 3% mortgages to buy one with 8%. So that continual, you know, post-COVID supply shock economy where, you know, the home situation is still fine and there's a strange labor market means that I think we'll avoid a recession this year. Uh, This should be a very bullish year for stocks. I do think it'll be postponed until next year where there is a greater percentage chance of, you know, as layoffs start to increase, there'll be a chance of a recession next year. But I, I don't think that's this year. Yeah, and also something in focus would be the strength of the U.S. dollar with the rate cuts mm. this year set to happen. What's your take on mm-hmm. the weakness we might expect on the front? 
Well, the U.S. economy, I, I continue to believe, is, is stronger than many other parts of the world. And so that should keep a bid in the U.S. dollar likely over the next year. However, I don't think it's going to be a straight shot. And if anything, the dollar, based on its decline that started last November, should actually sell off into likely the summer of this year. Uh, and, and that coincides with interest rates also pulling back. So the correlation there is quite strong. So that should be a welcome relief to consumers. If we see the 10-year pull back to three and a quarter percent, we can see the dollar index, the DXY, mm. likely testing and getting briefly under those prior lows uh, before we start to turn up. So if I had to give a forecast for the year, I think the first six to eight months will show dollar in yields pulling back more, and then I think we'll get a rally in the second half of the year. All right, 10-year bonds not 3.95. So one to watch out for as well as potential consolidation for the S&P 500. We've been in conversation mm-hmm. with Chartered Market Technician Mark Newton. He is the Managing Director and Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrat Global Advisors. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you very much. Make sure to get your sleep. Okay? <laughs> it's all about the quality of sleep, not the quantity. So good quality sleep is very important. Well said. We'll catch up with you again soon. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.